0: Dare album and Seconds and uh, Daft Punk with Digital Luff from the uh, Voyager album to start the show the, the show, the hour, the day, the week, 17 minutes past eight. Just thinking about Wednesday.
1: Why Wednesday? Oh, yes. Well-being well, Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: I look forward to these. They're really good. I mean, Gavin's such a great talker and he uh, gives really good advice to everybody. So this week, as you may have heard in the promo, narcissism. Are you in a relationship with a narcissist? Is your boss a narcissist? (coughs) No comment. Is it true that more men are narcissists than women? Is narcissism a mental illness? Is the world becoming more narcissistic, or does it just feel that way? So this uh, Wednesday, February the 2nd, learn how to spot a narcissist and what to do if you're in a relationship with one, and much more. I'd like to um, ask him what the difference is between narcissists and sociopaths is. Mm. It's a good question. Good question isn't it? It.
1: A very good question.
0: And the questions, of course, for Gavin can be sent to studio at Riviera Radio DosMC. Uh, studio Rivier Radio Narcissism with Gavin Sharp from Riviera Wellbeing on Wellbeing Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 2nd of February, between 9 and 10 o'clock. The press review is brought to you by BMW Cote d'Azur. Uh, Boris Johnson will attempt to seize back control of the government's agenda this week with a policy blitz, a Brexit bill and a flying visit to Ukraine as Westminster remains in the grip of paralysis over the Gray and police inquiries into number 10 passes, says the Guardian amid frustration in number 10 of the uncertainty surrounding the reports on rule-breaking. Uh, sources said Johnson determined to deflect public outrage with a schedule of high-profile announcements and photo opportunities that he also hopes will show NPs he remains focused. And they
1: reported in the Figaro on the Brexit bill. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced a bill which he says will save British businesses 1.2 billion euros by reducing the red tape inherited from the European Union. Uh,
0: The Irish Times, sorry, the Belfast Telegraph says that Irish President Michael D Higgins has paid tribute to the men killed on Bloody Sunday on its 50th anniversary, saying the victims continue to be honoured through a commitment to rights that were won at such great cost.
1: And in this morning's Parisian, Vinci Autoroutes has announced a freeze on motorway tolls for most journeys of less than 50 kilometres on its motorway network. According to information from French media, it will be mainly home-to-work return journeys which will be affected, while long journeys are set to increase by 2% from February 1st. This increase comes after an increase of 0.44% at the start of 2021.
0: BBC World Service News live from London coming up. The full English breakfast show in association with Air France. The Press
2: Review, brought to you by BMW, Mies Premium Motors, Bayern Avenue Can, BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the Electrified
0: Range by BMW. Find all the BMW business drive offers at your car dealer. The Monday morning pop quiz.
1: Yes, I made it rather easy this morning, so you you shouldn't have any problems. Question number one, on this day in 1976, ABBA knocked which group off the top spot in the UK charts with their single, Mamma Mia?
0: Bass Sissy Rollers.
1: No, I'll give you a clue. It's also a song that it's contains... It's not easy at all, is it? Uh, come on, it contains the famous Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia.
0: Oh, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, correct. I thought that came out before 1976.
1: No, it didn't. Sure it did. Well, it might have come out. That's when it went to number one. Oh, well, he's getting the book out. He doesn't trust me <laughs> yet again. Come on. Question number two. Born on this day in 1956, he was a singer with the Sex Pistols. John Lydon. Correct.
0: It's his birthday. It and is. Boris has asked for a John Lydon request after the 9 o'clock news, yes.
1: And born on this day in 1981, this male American singer started as part of NSYNC, who had a 2000 US number one with It's Going to Be Me. As a solo artist, he scored the 2003 UK number two with "Crimea River. Who am I referring to? It's his birthday know. today. NSYNC. Justin... Justin
0: Bieber. No, the Justin other one. Hayward. No. Justin Time.
1: <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Correct.
0: What do we have to play
1: then? Cry Me a River or Cry. I think it's in there as Cry. You'll find it. Well,
0: it could be... Uh, it is, it's Cry. It's got
1: Timberlake. It's got Timberlake and it's got Justin...
0: And November 1975, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, but it must have still uh, been number one when it got knocked off the
1: charts. Must have still been number... 75? I said 76, it went to number one on this day. No, it
0: says here it was number one in November 1975. Nah,
1: they've got it wrong. No, they haven't.
0: Shame. (laughs) No, because things things always stayed for number one for weeks and weeks and weeks back then. Uh, Ah, Like, you know... There's nothing quite like grandma's. yeah but that's like what that.
1: i said it had been they'd been at number one for it was mamma mia that knocked that off the charts all right you're right i'm wrong <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> Vieira radio business morning pity good morning roberto how are you today very well thank you nice weekend i hear you were down at the rac club talking politics <laughs> i had a little swim at the rac club i have to say yesterday before lunch
3: which was all rather pleasant went clubbing on saturday well went to a bar that had a dj for clubbing. about two hours but it <laughs> but it was nice to see uh it was nice to see people out and about they've uh, reduced some of the restrictions of course many of the restrictions here in the uk so interesting to see people without masks and uh, all that sort of stuff and life returning a little bit to normal which i guess in some ways is good news so when you back in the office then uh sooner rather than later slowly but
0: surely okay in uh, the fullness of time yeah markets uh, we had a roller coaster week last week but uh, wall street ended on a positive note on friday
3: yeah it was dramatic for sure uh, volatility surged volumes jumped and traders experienced wild swings during the course of the trading week the dramatic movements were driven by the hawkish tone from the federal reserve the u.s central bank fears of an immediate full-scale conflict in ukraine and mixed earnings as companies face up to ongoing supply chain disruption and inflationary pressures Although the strong fourth quarter US GDP print, consensus beating corporate earnings from the likes of Apple and LVMH, provided some upside support. Although these weren't enough to encourage those dip buyers to really commit to taking advantage of the sell-off, which has wiped off more than $5 trillion from stock values since the start of this year. In terms of market performance, Stock 600 in Europe was down 1.9% over the course of the week. In fact, recording its worst weekly decline in two months. The 4.6% decline that we've seen in January so far sets on course for the worst monthly performance since October 2020. Over on Wall Street, strong close, you say, on Friday, driven by earnings, helped to raise weekly losses. A third of S&P companies have now reported earnings. 78% of them have beaten analyst forecasts, according to FactSet data. The S&P 500 snapped a three-week losing streak. It was up 810 percent to 1% over the week. Energy and technology very much leading the way while the Nasdaq was flat over the course of the week. Though we should recognise the S&P is still down around about 7% in January. Energy stocks have been boosted by crude prices, which traded near seven-year highs last week. Oil rose for a sixth consecutive week heightened geopolitical risks surrounding Ukraine. And evidence of supply constraints from OPEC Plus members pushed Brent up to $91 a barrel. Given that strong rebound, as you say, we saw on Friday, should get a better start on the European bourses this morning. Certainly looking at a positive start. Currently calling the FTSE up 46 points. Dax over in Frankfurt up 168 points. Capcom in Paris up 76 points. Now, is it too early to buy the dip? Uh, Well, I think, you know, you don't have to commit fully to that question. The important thing is to be invested and maybe averaging in over a period of time reduces some of the risk of your entry point coming through long term or even medium to long term. We still expect x to to outperform fixed income. Still think that corporate profitability growth remains attractive. If you look at the S&P 500, we expect earnings growth of 9% during the course of this year. So we think that will be supportive of equity markets going through. So I think if you're underweight in terms of your equities, then you can uh, take advantage of some of these cheaper prices. But whether you have to commit fully at this level, I think remains a little bit more debatable.
0: I suppose that not fully committing to the question is a bit better than not committing to it at all, like the current occupants of Downing Street. (laughs) <laughs> Let's try and avoid the yeah. politics at least for a couple of days, shall we? Everyone's bored of it, are they, you think? I think, ah, it
3: feels like some of the heat has taken out of the situation, but, you know, we wait for the report from uh, Sue Gray to come through, <laughs> then you've got the police report, and there's a... A number of other issues bubbling away in the background. So, um, yeah, it still could be an uncomfortable time for the Premier.
0: But they could uh, open a play in the West End to rival the mousetrap, couldn't they? The Sue Gray report. (laughs) OK, dates are in from China, not looking very good.
3: Yeah, China's economy continued to slow at the start of the year, with manufacturing output slipping and Covid outbreaks curbing consumer spending. The official purchasing manager survey showed a moderation in factory production and services in January. Pressure has, as we know, been building on the Chinese economy. It's also been suffering from the slump that we've seen in the property market and weaker domestic demand as China continues to pursue its zero COVID strategy, slightly to restrain consumption during the important lunar New Year holidays. Authorities have been reacting to that weaker backdrop, as we know. The central bank has already cut interest rates. Officials have been pledging more fiscal support. But we do think growth will moderate during the course of this year. Coming in somewhere around about 4.7% compared to the 8% that was registered in 2021.
0: It's not going to help the chip shortage, is it?
3: Uh, No, not particularly, I have to say. But uh, I don't know if chips will really be impacted to the same level of industrial production. Will the energy intensive stocks or manufacturers that have had a difficult time, particularly as the energy shortage plays out and uh, China is looking to reduce um, emissions during the course of the Winter Olympics, which could further impact uh, some of those manufacturing levels. And does China stick with that zero COVID strategy? That's certainly one of the important questions because that is having an impact in terms of the way people are traveling and the way people are spending. And remember the future of China's based around a domestic-led consumption economy.
0: I heard you were going to uh, compete for Great Britain in the ski jump at the Olympics.
3: <laughs> what, using gravity as my friend? Is that what you're <laughs> suggesting? <laughs> I would be all right. I thought, didn't the Britain win a World Cup ski race the other day? Last uh, week, I think,
0: yeah, uh, a World Cup, yeah. Uh, yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, ski fantastic. race. fantastic. Yeah, okay. It's so all that skiing in the Cairngorms. Uh, the very nice of course he's using the snow the snow dome at the milton keynes bowl
3: i've been to that snow dome at the milton keynes bowl actually i think he was on a plastic on a i think is his name dave riding is his name dave riding or someone like that i don't Um, know i think he started on a on a plastic ski slope actually
0: plastic Hmm. and milson keynes it's like, <laughs> like butter with be- bread, be- isn't it? Beautiful <laughs> snow.
3: It's like some of the best powder in the world. Some of the best skiing in the world. Powder. So the Milton Keynes Snow yeah. Dome. Beautiful. If you want to go and ski off peace in the powder, Milton Keynes is top of the <laughs> list.
0: <laughs> Moving swiftly on, a <laughs> pretty grim set of numbers from Ryanair.
3: Yeah, markets are anticipating this, although you could argue the loss was bigger than expected. They reported a loss of 96 million euros for the December quarter. Analysts were expecting a loss of 58 million. And uh, Ryanair, sticking with the more negative full year forecast issued last month, they remain cautious on the pace of the travel rebound. Saying it will cut prices to stimulate demand during the course of this quarter. Long term, though, the budget Airlines said they are committed to an aggressive expansion program in an effort to win market share. They announced 720 new routes and 15 new bases, which will come into operation over the course of its next fiscal year. They expect to offer 14% more seating this summer compared to the peak of 2019. They plan to increase passenger numbers to 225 million by 2026. They also said they're creating 6, jobs over the course of the next five years. So some turbulence, at least in the short term, longer term, they hope to be flying high once again.
0: Quick uh, word about currencies. The dollar skyrocketing as uh, markets price in four, possibly five, interest rate hikes this year. So it looks like the dollar is, uh, is on a roll. And what about the pound? What's the outlook for the pound? Will sterling strengthen uh, if and when the Bank of England raises rates on Wednesday, is it, or Thursday?
3: Thursday, uh, yes, uh, markets certainly reacting as foreign exchange markets tend to be driven by interest rate predictions, growth rate projections with an overlay in value, at least in the short term. That's playing into the dollar strength. Dollar also benefits from risk aversion, so heightened geopolitical tensions could also potentially be good news for the dollar. So that has certainly led to a, a rebound coming through from the greenback. Sterling, I think, will be interesting. Sterling's done actually reasonably well. The Bank of England is expected to hike interest rates at uh, this week's meeting. We expect a, expect a further 25 basis point hike coming through in May, taking the UK base rate back to 0.75%. But then I think as you start to look at the UK economy, may well struggle against the, uh, the headwinds of higher taxes, of Brexit disruption and uh, and the impact that you can anticipate to see perhaps in the longer term of, of the UK economy addressing some of its uh, structural issues. But um, we still think that sterling can benefit from international investors looking to buy UK assets that still remain relatively cheap. So that flow of funds from overseas into the UK could also be sterling
0: positive. Foreign exchanges then please.
3: Pound against dollar coming in at 1.34 this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 1.11 and You're going to get 1 euro 20 cents for your British
0: pound this morning. Thank you very much. Have a good day, sir. You too. speak to you in the morning. Hank Potts and Barclays. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur,
1: on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of
0: France. Sarah Leister has the top stories across the Riviera.
1: A man in his 50s has died after being hit by a tram in Nice. The incident occurred on Sunday evening on line 2 of the tramway shortly after 8pm. The tram was arriving at the tram spot in Ferbet when the man was hit and became stuck underneath the tram. Emergency services intervened but the man died at the scene from his injuries. An investigation to determine the exact circumstances has been opened by police. In other news this Monday morning, Meteo France has issued a yellow weather warning due to extremely strong gusts of wind expected in the Provence-Alpes-Côte d'Ivoire region, particularly in the VAR. A gusts of up to 130 kilometres an hour are forecast today inland in the VAR and up to 110 along the coast. The Prefecture has called for vigilance. A fire has broken out at a campsite in Grimaud in the Var. Firefighters intervened on Saturday night shortly after 9pm at the Prairie de la Mer campsite, which at this time of year was fortunately unoccupied. The rapid intervention of emergency services made it possible to avoid the spread of the flames. For reasons still to be determined, the fire broke out in an unoccupied 20-square-metre mobile home. An investigation has been opened. The Art Maritime has recorded a decline in the COVID incident rate for the sixth consecutive day on Sunday. According to data published by Public Health France, the number of positive cases of COVID per 100,000 inhabitants was 3,657 compared to 3,858 the day before. It peaked at 4,280 on January the 21st, a record since the beginning of the epidemic. Over the last seven days, the incident rate has fallen by 15% in the outmaritime team, and that's the first since October. 593 COVID-positive patients were hospitalised in the outmaritime team, compared to 597 the day before, and 88 patients were still in intensive care on Sunday, compared to 90 the day before. In Monaco, 45 new positive cases of COVID were identified on Sunday, bringing the total number of residents affected since the beginning of the pandemic to 8,308. On Sunday, the government announced the death of a 90-year-old resident due to COVID, bringing the total number of deaths to 47. The government has called for the importance of vaccination and expressed its condolences to the family and relatives of the deceased. 87 people are currently in hospital and 312 are being followed by the Home Monitoring Centre. On a national level in France, more than 338,000 new cases of COVID were on an average of seven days, over seven days rather, were recorded on Sunday. That's according to figures from the health authorities, a figure that has been falling every day slightly since midweek. Meanwhile, a trick used by students which originated in the UK has seen Coca-Cola, lemon or even ketchup used to distort a Covid test result, making the rounds on social media and viewed millions of times as uh, students in an attempt to skip lessons have found that certain use of acidic liquids such as beer, lemon or kiwi juice make self-tests and show a net positive a result. Published in the Journal de Dimanche, the leading cities and villages of France have been revealed. In the ranking, which looked at both the quality of life and the proximity of services, the village of Guéritari in the Pyrénées Atlantique took first place. And in terms of cities, it was Angers that came top, followed by Annecy. A large city such as Paris, Marseille or Lyon were in decline in the ranking. The capital took 66th place, Lyon is in 63rd and Marseille 93rd. On the other hand, some other major cities are doing better than before, moving up in the ranking, with Nice placed 7th, Rennes 10th and Bordeaux 14th. Finally in football, Monaco has qualified for the quarter-finals of the French Cup, despite some fears against Lens. In a spectacular match on Sunday evening, the players of the Principality defeated the Northerners 4-2.
0: Radio Sports News. Just before the sports, Karen sent us a message, Sarah, saying that they've upgraded it to an orange alert now for the Var. 130 km winds this afternoon. Uh, no access to the forests and nobody to light fires. It's odd, because I've, I checked Meteo France because I saw that uh, that warning yesterday. But at the moment, they're saying um, for the Var. Wind speeds not exceeding 85 kilometres an hour now this afternoon, but it's, uh, that's on their official website. But I don't know who's telling the truth. No,
1: it's coming from the north, though, isn't it? Northwest. It's, it's north-west. So Mistral mm.
0: sends people mad, you know. Uh, tennis: Rafael Nadal has won a record-breaking 21st Grand Slam title with victory over Daniel Medvedev in an epic five-set thriller at the Australian Open. Nadal lost the first two sets but came storming back to win the match 2-6, 6-7, 6-4, 6-4, 7-5, in a match lasting well over five hours. He's now won more Grand Slam titles than any other man in the history of the modern game, and said afterwards the victory had given him a new energy to continue playing. Not bad for a 35-year-old.
1: Not bad at all. Mm.
0: Football. There were two games in the English Championship on Sunday. Derby came from behind to draw 2 2 at home with Birmingham, while Cardiff dented Nottingham Forest's playoff chances with a 2 1 home win. Here's more football from BBC Sports.
2: BBC Premier League Update from the home of Premier League Football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. Liverpool's Mohamed Salah scored one and assisted the other as Egypt beat Morocco 2-1 after extra time to reach the last four of the Africa Cup of Nations. Sadio Mane's Senegal are also into the semi-finals of the tournament. They were 3-1 winners over Equatorial Guinea in their quarter-final match on Sunday, with Premier League pair Ismail Assar of Watford and Crystal Palace defender Cheku Kouyate on the score sheet. Liverpool have confirmed the signing of the Colombia winger Luis Diaz from Porto in a deal worth $45 million with a further $17 million in potential bonuses on a contract until 2027. Everton are set to appoint the former Chelsea and Manchester City midfielder Frank Lampard as their new manager, replacing Rafael Benitez who was sacked last Monday following a run of just one win in 13 Premier League matches. Lampard's imminent appointment comes after the former Everton and Manchester United forward Wayne Rooney turned down the opportunity to be interviewed for the role at the Toffees. Everton approached me agent and um, asked me to, to do inter- interview for the vacant um, job, which uh, I turned down. I think um, I believe um, that I will be a Premier League manager. I believe I'm ready for that 100%. And if that is with Everton one day in the future, that would be absolutely great. Meanwhile, the Manchester United midfielder Donny van der Beek is set to join Everton on loan. Van der Beek was offered the chance to join Crystal Palace on a short-term deal until the end of the season, but decided to stay in the northwest of England with Everton. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com
0: forward slash football.
2: BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football.
0: Big gamble by Lampard, I think. Do you? Yeah, I do, yeah, because I think Everton, uh, you know, you look at the Chelsea squad he had and he had so much talent and Everton have got a much... Smaller and arguably less talented squad, and uh, unless he does well, uh, he may well find it hard to get another top job. He might
1: just work wonders.
0: I'm not saying he won't do well. I'm just saying it's a big gamble. But he's still super, Frankie Lampard, and he Lampard, and he's welcome at Stamford Bridge anytime. Uh, cricket: West Indies have beaten England 3-2 in the five-match T20 series thanks to victory in the final match in Barbados. West Indies made 179 for four from their 20 overs. In reply, England could only manage 162 all-out from 19.5 overs, with Jason Holder taking four wickets in the final over to secure the win. Rugby Union, there were two games in the Gallagher Premiership on Sunday in England. Leicester lost for only the second time this season with a 35-26 defeat at sale. That was a really good match, actually. And Wasps beat second-place Saracens 26-20. Golf Victor Havland of Norway has won the Dubai Desert Classic after beating Richard Bland of England in a playoff. Both players had finished on 12 under par, with Havland winning at the first extra hole. Rory McElroy, who was in contention, found the water at the 18th to end his chances. And in American football, the Los Angeles Rams will play the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56. The Rams beat the San Francisco 49ers 2017 to win the NFC Championship, while the Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-25 in the AFC Championship. Super Bowl 56 will be played at the Rams SoFi Stadium on February the 13th. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the Sea and the Var. The general situation is a depression, 1004 millibars over the Tyrrhenian Sea, and a depression, 1007 millibars, moving over the Var. Uh, winds are northwesterly, 4-6 to 7, picking up to 4-7. Laser. The sea is moderate, it's becoming moderate to rough. Visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Saint Jean Cap Ferrat, 1010 millibars. And the outlook for Tuesday clear skies, uh, gale force eight or severe gale nine northwesterly winds, very rough seas and good visibility. For north course, good gale warnings in force, winds westerly, force six to seven, picking up to gale force eight. The sea is moderate to rough, becoming very rough. Visibility is good. Barometric pressure at cap course, 1009 millibars. And the outlet for Tuesday, clear skies for six to 7 northwesterly winds, moderate to rough seas, and good visibility. Riviera
3: Radio, weather.
0: It's all about the winds today, as Sarah's been saying, and uh, I've been saying. Uh, Messier France predicting strong Mistral winds, especially across the VAR this afternoon. Now, uh, Messier France is still saying they've just upgraded it slightly, uh, saying it might get uh, up to 90 km an hour inland in the VAR uh, but uh, coastal areas uh, gusts of 85 kilometres an hour uh, but information coming from Karen, whose sons work for the fire service and have been sent a warning by the uh, prefecture of the VAR this morning they're saying that there could be gusts of up to 130 and thirty kilometres an hour Uh, So do be very careful. Access to forests is forbidden and strictly no lighting fires. Uh, The general forecast, partially cloudy, strong mistral developing across the VAR. Temperatures 13 to 15 degrees. Overnight lows 4 to 7 degrees with clear skies and remaining very windy. Tuesday and Wednesday mainly fine but uh, remaining quite windy. Highs of 14 to 16 degrees.
1: Finally. Women's health experts have warned that women's health could be put at risk by replacing words such as mother with more inclusive terms such as birth givers. According to a report due to be published this week, the greater use of gender neutral terms can have unintended consequences which have serious implications for women and children. What? While the authors said that language meant to be inclusive of transgender people was appropriate in some circumstances, they argued against removing references to the sex of mothers in research and medical information. The experts warned that using terms such as pregnant people instead of women in some contexts risks dehumanising women and threatens to unravel decades of work in improving the visibility of women in medicine. Stand up for your rights, women. It's not only mum's health at risk, it's my sanity, I think. Yeah. Is that coming from the UK, is it? It is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Surprise, surprise.